it's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. The podcast that's dedicated to helping get you from the west coast of the South Island to the east coast by running, biking and kayaking across some of New Zealand's greatest landscapes. This podcast is brought to you by Team CP. I'm Angus Petrie. And I'm Richard Greer. In this podcast series, we'll share training advice from specialists, insights from past athletes and generally help you achieve all of your goals from the start to the finish of the Kathmandu Coast to Coast. Welcome back, Richard, episode number two. It's good to be back. Lucky we were invited back. Ah, we're invited. I think you're doing the hiring, <laughs> I'm doing the firing, so uh, we're hedging our bets there. Yeah, exactly. So, no, no uh, episode two, we've got lots on the cards. Uh, episode one. Episode one, so if you didn't get there, you haven't downloaded and you haven't listened to the very first podcast, uh, recommend you do that. We covered off what is the Kathmandu Coast to Coast? Where does it start? It starts on the beach, we've touched the water, um, and we've run ourselves off the sand. Um, not only did we talk about that, but we had an amazing interview with none other than Dougal Allen. Yep, 2019 Longest Day winner, uh, really good guy, some really good insights uh, that he shared with us, so make sure that you get back and have a listen to that if you haven't done so already. But, yep. we're heading forward aren't we, we're yep. heading forward, we're always leaning forward Richard. Yeah. So episode number two, what have we got in store for the listeners? Yeah good, so on the menu today we're going to talk to Marewa Sutherland, who's a sport nutritionist, we're going to talk specifically about Oh, getting your nutrition right so you can train well and if you're doing that good based on nutrition well you're going to be performing well so we're going to talk about that but first up yeah we're going to talk about so sort of carrying on that theme of describing the race so we're going to talk about that what's that transition about and what about that first bike ride it's something that uh, often we're under a bit of pressure with so we want to make sure that we're well practiced prepared some key things to think about so let's go and join up where we left off last time Two, one, go! Well, Rich, I've got the puff on. I've just finished the first stage of the coast to coast, that first initial run. We're at our very first transition. There's people everywhere. It's like peak hour traffic. I gotta find my bike. Yeah, the first stage, it's 2.2 k's done. Yeah, so you'd be feeling pretty happy about that, but generally still probably pretty nervous, and there's a fair bit going on and a fair bit to think about. Uh, generally, most people will be uh, pretty fired up about things as well. So, first and most important point about getting the transition from that first initial run off the beach to your bike is just slow everything down. Be accurate. If you rush, that's when you're gonna make mistakes. So. You know, a few hundred metres out from actually arriving at that transition, I should be trying to just slow the brain down a bit and just start thinking about where I left my bike. Yep, 100%. So when you rack your bike, it's really important to make sure that you uh, rack your bike and it'll be numbered ordered, so you have to put it in a specific place. They'll have numbers there based on your bike. And then actually go back to the place that you're going to come in. So it's just like a triathlon transition. So actually walk back to the entrance and then count how many rows my bike's gonna be. It might be three rows across, I'm on the left. So then when you come in, you're gonna go three rows down on the left, bang, halfway down, that's where my bike is. So find your bike, that's number one. All right, so I've found my bike. I've gone through the myriad of bikes that are here and uh, picked my favorite one. No, I've picked my <laughs> own one. Yeah. <laughs> 
what am I doing with the gear? I've got, I've got a pair of old running shoes on and bits yep. and bobs here. What Do I just throw that? Or? Yeah, so those running shoes, you're not going to find them again today. So if you're doing the longest day, they'll meet you at the beach at the end. If you're doing the two-day, they'll meet you at Klondike Corner at the end of the, the, the first stage. So the race officials collect your gear up. You need your number on your bottom of your shoes, so then you can find them at the end. So basically, you come into transition, you find your bike, you kick your shoes off. Maybe some bungee cord laces are a good way to go. And then you've got two options, depending on whether I'm going to be uh, trying to win the event or whether I'm trying to actually just complete it and do it well so if you're trying to win the event the idea would be to uh, just in a triathlon I'm going to have my shoes clipped to my pedals and some uh, rubber bands making sure that my pedals and shoes are even I'm going to kick my shoes off run my bike out to the road jump on my bike start pedaling and then I'm going to get my shoes in and my feet in my shoes and then get underway the only trouble with that is that it can be a bit dangerous and you've got to make sure you practice that lots right so Better to get on the road and actually get some forward motion going than worry about getting the finer details tidied up. Absolutely. I think if you're thinking about going really well in this event, you just don't want to be stopped. You want to try and always keep moving forward, and obviously that's a, that's a really good way to do that. But majority of people that are trying to do the coast-to-coast -coast are just there to see if they actually can. So what we want to do there is kick your shoes off, get your cycle shoes on, do them up, hey, that's going to take all of 20 seconds anyway. And then you're going to run your bike out to the road, cruise out there, you're going to get your bike lined up on your bike, clip in and pedal away and away you go. The best bit about that, it's just going to be safer. You're going to have a nice clean line, you're going to be nice and straight. There's people will be weaving in and out a little bit, so make sure that you do keep yourself safe is super important. So I'm on the road, I've turned the pedals over, just freeing my legs back up from the multiple terrain that we've just been across. What do I do now? Am I going to go solo? Do I just put my head down and go? Or are we trying to form a bunch here and, and, and share the load? Yeah, so I think you need to look around to see who, who is about. Are there other people that you can ride with? There'll be people with all sorts of abilities there. So there'll be people going fast past you, and you'll be passing others as well. Uh, again, if you're trying to be competitive, just pin it. Go as hard as you can and see who comes with you. But if you're just trying to finish, actually just look who's around and just get yourself going and get in your biking legs and start to actually enjoy the race. It's going to take 20 minutes or so for everything to kind of settle down and for that bunch to actually start forming and a bit of rotating hopefully happening and working together. Just catching my breath again now, Richard, after that. Really enjoying breaking the Kathmandu coast to coast down into its little stages because essentially that's what it is. It's just a whole lot of little stages. Absolutely, and that's we can chunk it down into its little bits and then we can actually manage it, can't we? Yeah, little goals, and it's about going through the day, two days, yeah. ticking off each one of those goals as you go. Yeah. But one of my favourite subjects now, it's time to talk food. It's actually one of my favourite as well. That's why we get along. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any custard squares, Richard. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's for another time, maybe up in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Marewa is uh, a qualified sport nutritionist. Uh, had a really good chat to her. Talked about lots of different things in regards to being healthy. And if we're being healthy, then we're going to perform well as a result. Yep, I think that's probably the most. Is it clean food? Um, you know, the right quantities, all of those sort of things. Murray was going to take us through all of that. Yep. Uh, so let's just tune in. Hi team, Richard Greer here. I'm here with Marewa Sutherland. Marewa is a qualified sport and exercise nutritionist. She studied at Otago University a good 10 years ago, so you've been out there um, doing it for a little while and, and consulting and things. She's the co-founder of Pure Sport Nutrition and uh, set that up six years ago. 
She's got a background in endurance sport, so she rode for New Zealand in the academy level and then also recently cycled for a trade team. She also has a couple of young children and juggles family with running a business and nutrition consulting. So you're busy, you've uh, been there, done that, you know uh, nutrition and, and studied it, and then also uh, probably a qualified person in trying to hide nutrients and, and food, <laughs> secret food to your kids as well, Marua. Yes, um, I was actually just saying to Richard, it's a bit of a full-time job when you've got the kiddies trying to hide um, vegetables and other sorts of things for their dinner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. So we're going to talk about, we're talking coast to coast today, and we're talking specifically about nutrition and trying to pick your brains and sort of get a real understanding about how nutrition is such an important part of the coast to coast and get a real understanding of how do we use that to our benefit, educate ourselves so we can actually have a great time come race day. That's really our outcome. Uh, nutrition is the fuel and if we fuel our bodies well well then we're going to go well I, I always say that if you're um, you might be the fittest and fastest person there but if you don't fuel your body well we're actually not going to finish first so uh, but we're going to take a step back from that race day nutrition today and actually talk about nutrition for health and exercise we've got uh, a number of months through to race day and uh, now it's time to kind of get ourselves sorted so thinking about nutrition for exercise and how do we train and recover and then also just health because if we're healthy then we're going to perform well come race day as well so um, in terms of getting it underway what what are some key things we should be thinking about in regards to uh, being healthy what does a healthy diet look like from your perspective from a consult uh, you do a bunch of consults with people yeah um, so I would say a healthy diet is one that's really varied you're not eating the same thing over again, and it's one full of nutrients. So um, taking it back a step, when we talk about food, it's made up of macronutrients. So that's your carbohydrate, your protein, your fat. Alcohol is a macronutrient. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and then we go further down, and that's your micronutrients. That's all your vitamins and minerals and those goodness, uh, the goodness you get out of food at a smaller level. And a key thing to a good base diet is having lots and lots of micronutrients. Obviously different foods have different amounts of them and different types of them, so that's why we want a nice varied, um, ideally whole foods, fresh, um, unprocessed um, as we can, within reason, I'm really practical, it's 2019, we're all busy, um, there's a certain aspect to life where a lot of us do need to grab and go certain foods, but it's about work, working out the smartest way to do that, to cover and get in as much nutrients as you can. So you're basically talking about at the start, like actually eat like we used to eat when we were kids kind of thing growing up, you're, yep. you're meat and three veg kind of thing, yeah, is that absolutely. what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely, yep. And I think um, while portion control is really important as well, it's not about calorie counting and having small portions of this, that, and, and, and restricting our diet. It's about opening it up and making sure we're just getting lots of fresh food in and, and just varied around. So. You had an allergy about a car in regards to macronutrients oh, and micronutrients? Oh, yes, and the micronutrients. A good, a good dietitian friend of mine um, put it so well. Um, micronutrients are the oil to your car and macronutrients are, is the pe petrol to your car. So yes, we need fuel to actually drive our engine and make our bodies move, especially during exercise. But if you don't um, put enough oil in your car, when you expect to move up your training program, so fuel your car move more to go further, you're going to need to up the micronutrients because you need more oil in the car because you're using the car more. So mm -hmm. that's that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. good. That makes that makes complete sense. Um, yeah. In terms of, so we're thinking about a healthy baseline diet for a start, varied food. Uh, 
a lot of people for Coast to Coast is this is the, an event they will only do once. And this is a bit of a life changer. It's a bit of a bucket list to tick it off. And yeah. hey, part of that is also maybe getting healthy and losing some weight and getting started there. So uh, with your background of experience, what are some key things like is sleep, uh, stress, like is that all important factors in terms of that side of things as yeah. well? Yeah, so the whole, um, the weight, weight loss is an awesome side effect of being healthy. Um, it's not the be all and end all and to achieve weight loss while nutrition is such a big part of it and so is exercise it is really a combination of a lot of things and that includes I guess hydration which comes into nutrition but fluid intake water intake it also includes stress levels Um, how our body copes with stress impacts how it digests your food and a a lot of other flow-on effects and also your sleep quantity and your quality of sleep so all of those pieces of the puzzle um, need to come together to have a really healthy outcome in terms of weight loss. So it's about a routine, really, isn't it? And that training routine and, and, and the family and, and, and your life and your work and all that sort of stuff kind of coming together. And I guess one thing with Coast to Coast is it's, it's, it's one of those goals you can't just kind of turn up for. You've got to get yourself organised. So to be able to do that, you actually have to kind of get those foundation things in place. And nutrition's a key part of that to be able to be healthy to actually have a chance yeah absolutely and um, I'm sure as most people listening get closer towards race day they're going to be increasing their training Um, we need to really make sure we're focusing on our life to um, put the support around that increased training for it to actually be beneficial Mm -hmm. otherwise you see yourself um, potentially ending up in a spiral of fatigue or going backwards in terms of fitness Mm -hmm. so that is not just your base diet but getting your nutrients in it's also making sure you're hitting that eight-hour sleep target, um, just setting things like that in stone and making sure you're pre-planning, if you've got to supply the food for the family's meals that week, that you're pre-planning time to do that, to take the stress off you, to even allow you to get out the door and get that training in. Mm. So it, is, it really is an all-round thing that's going to get you to where you want to be come race day. Yeah, awesome. Because effectively, like going back to training, training is really a stress on our body, isn't it, that yeah. we then have to recover from. So nutrition yeah. and sleep and all these things, if we just do more and more and more training, we're just going to dig ourselves a hole. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's where your recovery and nutrition is so important because um, I think we mentally tend to look at our training program and go, oh, awesome, the Ks are getting more, I'm must be getting fitter but if you're not putting in place the right nutrition around that training um, you're not potentially going to get the adaptation from that training and then you start your next training on the back foot because you're not recovered from the training before so while recovery starts as soon as you finish one session it actually keeps going uh, ongoing till you start the next session yeah sure so Jumping into recovery, uh, what are some key things that we want to think about? So I guess there's there's a couple of parts to it. Should I focus on my recovery food every time? Uh, does it when when should I not be yeah. worried so much about recovery? Okay, cool. Well, I think um, in terms of it depends what your training load is like, and yeah. what I mean by load is how much you're doing over the week. If you've got really big trainings every day of the week, and even longer ones on the weekend, that's when we put need to put more energy into those. Um, I'll say weekday training, recovery, um, our recovery nutrition. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we're doing shorter sessions during the week and maybe a long one on the weekend, we really can get away with just being a little bit smarter about our actual diet around the training session. So an example of this is if you've got, say, a 45-minute run after work, um, if if you can pre-plan to make sure you have your dinner 
ready straight after you finish um, and you can get that in within half an hour, then there really isn't a need for extra supplements or food in before you get to your meal time. Mm -hmm. um, but same goes the other way. If you've got a really long week of training and say you finish your training um, maybe the other side of town from where you live up in the hills, then you need to be very prepared because within half an hour of finishing your training session, you want to make sure you're getting carbs and protein on board to help recover. Is there, so let's talk about that big session. We've just gone for a big run around the hills and yep. uh, hey, I'm tired. I've had enough by the time I get to the end. I, my nutrition's in the car. Obviously, there's a time frame that's important and also there's carbs and protein that are important as yep. well. So do you have some guidelines in terms of how much and when? Uh, yes, okay, so um, as I said before, timing is really important. That first half an hour is when we say um, our body is is in still in work mode, so you're still using muscle, um, you're still in calorie deficit from your exercise, so that's when you actually need to get energy on board to turn that clock around to make sure you're in recovery mode. Mm -hmm. So that's when we like to say within half an hour, make sure you start having some energy, so carbohydrates, that's what replaces your muscle glycogen, which is what you use when you exercise. So it's basically refueling the fuel tank um, and also protein to help with that muscle breakdown. We want to stop the muscle breakdown and actually help repair it and get the gains from the session. So that's adapting and getting fitter essentially. Yeah. So the other two key things, and then there's also hydration as well. In terms of quantity of how much you need, everyone is so different and I think um, the science is really, um, there's no set number, but if anything the science says, with protein anyway, anything more than 20 grams at once, um, it may not be beneficial. You're better to spread your protein out over the day to make sure you're having it at every meal yeah. to support that ongoing recovery. Right, so we're saying 20 grams kind of initially, yeah, but within initially that half an hour, half an hour kind of an hour block. So what does 20 grams look like? What's some examples um, of 20 so grams? It, 20 grams is, it depends obviously the source of protein you're having. Um, muesli bars tend to have about eight grams, right. eight to 10. There's cheese that has protein in, yep. um, a couple of slices of cheese, a protein shake, which would be three scoops of actual protein, yep. um, like a whey protein, or there's lots of sorts of mm -hmm. protein out there. Mm -hmm. So that would be about 20 grams to 25 grams. Yep. Um, in terms of meat, the size of the portion you probably would have at dinner. Yeah. Um, so it's just working out what you're going to have um, and, and what's in it. Yes, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. And then what about carbohydrates? Uh, do I, do I, should I be having carbohydrates kind of straight away? Is that, is that the priority initially? or? Yes, I would say just to stop going into that um, deficit of calories. Right. So you want to give your body some energy to start the recovery process. I don't think it matters too much how many in terms of quantity. I think you are able to have a wee snack. And as I say wee snack, I'm thinking like a muesli bar or a banana. If you've got a main meal coming within an hour. And if you don't, and it is a really hard session, that's when you need to keep having those snacks until you get to your main meal. Or mm -hmm. ideally plan to have your main meal within an hour. When I say main meal, I'm just talking your lunch. So yes. whether that's sushi or you know a sandwich, dinner leftovers are awesome for lunch. They normally have a protein sauce in them. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not a banquet, um, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so going back to those carbs, uh, so how much 
like have you yes, got a guideline there? Not a set yeah. amount. Yes, I think so it just depends on what you're um, what you're needing to recover from. Mm. As I said, if it's a so small let's, session, so let's say it's a big hard session that we did on the weekend. And we'll, so then I would want you to have run. your main meal within half an hour. So right, um, okay. Uh, and then, it, like, would it be worthwhile for me to have some carbs like straight away, like initially, just before that half an hour meal, or you're not too worried about that? No, not too worried, as okay. long as it's in with half, within right, okay. half an hour. Yeah, or yep. if you're drinking some hydration on your run or that has a carb source in it, finish yep. that. Yeah, and cool. You have your main and meal, because that's, that's going to get there. replace your electrolytes, hydrate you, and then yep. Yep, get you on the front foot. Yeah, nice. And obviously, a main meal is not always practical either no is it so what no. what i do then uh, oh. i'm up on the hill so I've, <laughs> I've i've driven up there i've gone for a big run around and then i obviously have to drive somewhere to get home kind of thing yeah. okay cool so that's when um pre-planning really comes into play and also potentially a supplement so you can get lots of different recovery supplements out there they all contain protein carbs and then usually you mix them with water so that's protein carbs and they will hydrate you as well um, they're fantastic for if you're out out away from home because that helps you reach all your recovery goals within the half an hour. Um, but if you can finish your run or your ride or whatever it is at your house and you've got the whole house, the fridge, the pantry there, then it's not so important to get that, um, to have a supplement. You're yeah. able to achieve those goals through an egg from the fridge yeah. with some toast yeah. um, or, or cheese on toast. or that, mm -hmm. I mean, that's using dairy because dairy is very ready available. Um, yeah. source of protein. Yes. So it's just pre-planning. Um, if you can package your lunch or a main meal to take away to where you're finishing, then that's great. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is just make sure don't get caught out. Have spare stuff in the car or, or plan ahead so you know where you're finishing and what you can get to within that half an hour. Yeah, nice. So a big part of... Like sport nutrition, we, we, we see the gels and sports drink and, and these things that, that are going to help us perform. And, but hey, we don't necessarily need to have those all the time during our training either. So no. when should I be going for that? Like mm -hmm. uh, trying a gel? When should I have a sports drink in my backpack or my bottle? Cool. Or when should I just do water and actually just don't bother? Yep, so um, anything under an hour or low intensity, again under an hour, water's completely fine mm -hmm. and you shouldn't, there shouldn't be a need really for a source of carbohydrate which is a gel or a, yep. a lollies or anything Because like I've got a stores in my body already yep. to so cover that. we've got that. enough stores to go for an hour. Yep. Um, if so if I get up in the morning at 7 o'clock or 6am and went for a run? Yep, how long's your run? Oh, let's say like it's 45 or an hour. Yep. So that you should be fine without eating yep. a snack. Yeah, um, so I haven't eaten overnight but yep. I've still good to get through that and yep, still should be a reasonable length run but if I start going longer than that I probably actually should yep. get something Anything over 60 minutes I would start adding a supplement mm -hmm. into yeah yep. or, yep, or okay. making sure you've started because there's no harm in training longer than 60 minutes without nutrition yep. it's that if you start doing it every time yes that's when you're more likely to get into the fatigue state yeah it also comes down to intensity doesn't it as you yep. mentioned low intensity is not so yep. um and then also probably the other thing is the time of the day but then like if I've had lunch and then or breakfast and then I'm going out or whatever yeah. like I've actually got a good fuel source kind of in my stomach already so I don't actually you need do, to. but anything over 60 minutes that's your stores out. Right okay. Yeah, you can't you physically can't load for longer than 60 minutes mm -hmm. that's as much as anyone's body will let them. Yeah. Yeah and not not in you won't hit a wall and fall over yeah but your performance will be compromised after 60 minutes if you don't add fuel into your nutrition plan yeah so that's from a performance perspective but what yeah. about i guess a training perspective on a day-to-day -day training i'm going to go for an hour and a half or a two-hour bike ride kind of thing yeah would that be fine on water or i think it, 
I, I think the sensible thing is to add in a bottle of electrolytes if you're going yep. over an hour mm -hmm. and start drinking it from the start. Yes. Um, but that's not to say you can't do that. But I think the science shows that you're probably not going to get as much out of that session as you would if you were fueling it yep. in terms of the intensity, even if it is just a cruisy ride, the intensity that your 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 body's able to, to stay at. Yep. Um, and I think I personally have a have an idea that you know the long weekend you tend to do longer training rides mm -hmm. or runs on the weekend yep. i like to save those for your supplements when you um are trying to work towards your race day nutrition plan yes. yeah so, so that's what you're talking about here really isn't it it's actually yeah. use those when you're, you're kind of simulating that race and you're yeah, getting used to that but day to day most of the time like within an hour hey just go and do yeah, what you just do just get out there and do it yeah, yeah. and waters. anything over i think you're starting to get over that 60 or 75 minutes towards mm -hmm. two hours mm -hmm then I would absolutely take something, whether yep. it's a piece of real food, yes. um, a muesli bar, a snack, a bottle of hydration, even yep. one gel, and yep. out, take it an hour in. Yep. It's going to be very helpful. I don't think many people go out and... I guess you do have the, the, the rides or runs that aren't, don't have intensity in, but most people that exercise for over an hour will get tired towards the end. Yes. And I think that's the difference between getting more out of your training or just plateauing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then obviously, if you're fueling yourself during, then you're going to recover better as well and you're going to do tomorrow's session better. So that's part of that Absolutely. too, Absolutely. It? Yeah, exactly. I mean, trying to just stay on the front foot mm. with it all. Um, uh, so many people use exercise as a time to, if anything, not fuel because it might be a bit of an incentive to lose some, you know, lose some weight while you're burning energy. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it is, it will catch up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be extra fatigued, you're going to be tired you're more likely to go for those unhealthier options. Whereas if you execute some solid nutrition while training, some good recovery, then you'll probably feel better, you'll have more energy, and you're more likely to make good decisions when it comes to eating. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Because because otherwise, cause we can, because we can think that that exercise, I'm trying to lose some weight, so actually I shouldn't eat. Yep. But, but actually that that losing weight picture happens day to day, and it's the bits that we do most days. Like the actual big training session is only happening once a week effectively or yeah. or so so yeah, it's not going to break or break yeah and i think it's a, a quite a negative habit to get into that um whole start not starvation but you know yes trying to not allowing yourself to to fuel properly or eat properly or or cutting things out when yeah. you should be focused on actually adding nutrients in mm -hmm. and you'll be amazed what naturally happens yeah good so we're talking about so weight loss was sort of saying that the and and getting healthy is a is a really good byproduct of doing the coast to coast isn't yeah. it effectively oh, because yeah. it's not you're not going to uh, hey that it's going to happen as a result of this because i'm i'm exercising well i have to sleep well i have to organize my stress levels all those sorts of things yeah. and therefore i will become this because i'm uh, yeah. my body's naturally adapting to it yes if you can focus on those points and try and get some good habits in place then a natural yeah byproduct mm -hmm. would be your weight loss um i wouldn't obsess over the weight thing mm -hmm. um it's not necessarily healthy to weigh yourself lots yeah. maybe once a, a month or every couple of weeks yeah. um but I think, yeah, it's a byproduct of it. Um, it's, it. It's a great indication of where you're heading, but some people put on muscle and, mm -hmm. you know, might end up weighing more, but yep. might be physically smaller. Mm -hmm. So there are so many things to look at rather than your overall 
number on a scale. Yeah, that's right. Um, one thing, like I work with a bunch of people in terms of our coaching, and and we talk about nutrition because it's that's a really key part of that. And one time that people really battle is often it's the it's the evening, it's the afternoon, it's or sorry, it's the after tea. Kids are in bed, and yeah. uh, maybe you're doing a bit of work and things like that as well. Um, so, what are some key bits that I should be thinking about there to be able to? Um, make sure that I don't overeat in the evening. Yep, so most um, bad nutrition, or, or bad if you can call it bad, um, after, generally after dinner um, stems from earlier in the day. So mainly people not having enough protein in their meals and snacks. Um, also not eating enough. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that don't have breakfast or just have a wee snack for lunch. Um, maybe at the time you're rushing around, you're busy, you don't necessarily yeah. notice the hunger. Yeah. Well, you or, don't feel like it often because yeah. you're just you're busy and you don't realise that you haven't. Well, some people are just glad they didn't have to have a big lunch. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. that's what tends to, tends to catch up after dinner. Right. Even yep. if you do have a substantial dinner, it's it, that's when if you're not, you know, if you don't have adequate protein and things, that's mm-hmm. when you just feel very flat and often you turn to food as... I think it's sometimes it's more of an emotional attachment as well. It's a so habit as well. Day, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to fear it around and try and find some yeah. ice cream in the freezer yeah. late at night. And, and that's another thing around that as well is it's tiredness. Once yeah. we're tired, then yes. we actually feel like we want to have that sugary thing as yeah, well. it's natural it helps to look for that, whereas yeah. um, maybe, you know, just popping to bed. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call it off. Uh, tomorrow's another day and yeah. actually let's, let's actually yeah. go to bed and then I don't have to... I don't have anything more to eat kind of thing yeah. later on. And, and people with those cravings, I always say, um, t- try for two weeks to actually take it out of the house, that sugar, mm-hmm. and see if those cravings are still there at yep. that time. Um, you'll be amazed at Yeah, so so you're saying, is. yeah, that, that habit side of things in terms of actually giving yourself two weeks and, and try and do a really good job of of eating well and clean and nutritious yeah. food for two weeks. Two weeks isn't so long. Like I can probably think I can do this and commit to this for two weeks. A month is a yeah. long time. But yeah. And well, then, I think after two weeks you realise that was just a habit. Yeah, it yeah. was fine now. Yeah, and I yeah. don't really need it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, if it's in the house, you actually literally feel like it mm-hmm. and you're craving. Yes. So... Yeah, so it's just, uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, make sure that others around you are um, uh, keeping you honest as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and sometimes have a discussion with a family member and do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, decide on it. Um, often we have things in our house because other people in our family like them. Yeah. But if you're willing to actually have a chat, um, you'll be surprised, you know. They're probably trying just as hard as you are not to eat those types of foods or, or whatever it is. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So we've talked a bit about health and nutrition. We've talked about uh, recovery nutrition a little bit during uh, exercise as well. What about before? Because that's a really key part. Like, and often it's before, say, if I'm training after work and it's and, and what should I eat? What are some good ideas of uh, food to eat beforehand and I guess this also comes into race day as well effectively because yeah. all this training thing that we're doing is actually setting us up for race day isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely and I think um, the key point for um, your, just your general training program is that base diet because if you're eating good meals um, that have carbohydrate in them um, so for your dinners a salad and meat potentially isn't going to be enough for your muscles to fuel your training for the next day mm-hmm. so that's where the base diet just being sensible about it at every meal um, not going overboard some meals and then skipping other meals that's going to fuel you for your training ahead so I think there's no rocket science thing you need to be eating before you train mm-hmm. but just making sure you do um, obviously if you're training after work you might want to make sure you have an afternoon snack that day Whereas some days, if you have a really decent lunch, you might not need a snack until dinner. 
yeah. with making sure your lunch is really adequate, adequate, then you don't need a snack and you can just go and train. It's just whatever your body's used to, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You've got to... Build, build some of those habits, ideally. It's yeah. tough if you're a shift worker and you're all over the place, but if yeah. you can, some habits yeah. are Yeah, and I think, um, I think that's quite different to your race day pre-race meal because I, I like to consider that more of an actual comfort food, something that's going to be really high in carbs and easy to get down. So, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's fruit toast with lots of butter and Nutella. But yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a healthy training <laughs> yeah. pre-race thing to do. Yeah. But I would practice on my long trainings on the weekend, um, closer to the race, just making sure that it sits well with me, mm-hmm. that I can run on it or bike on it or whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that you, that's an important point actually. You mentioned there that that uh, race nutrition and, and nutrition for health are actually two quite different things, aren't they? Yeah, that race absolutely. nutrition is not healthy. No, no, no. it's uh, it's not treat food, but you know you can have a little bit of fun with it. Um, and you know get some of those foods that you really like and you enjoy and, and look forward to yeah 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 for sure and you mentioned like what you'd you would sort of go for it's a fruit toast and some lots of butter and things like that yeah. so that's a like hey a mixture of some carbohydrates the the fat in your butter the nutella in terms of protein elements and things like yeah, that as well yeah i think i just know that those are really carb um carb dense foods mm-hmm. and so sugar and um um nutella probably a little bit of protein in there somewhere I'd like to think. Yeah, surely there's a... Nut, sure <laughs> do you give it to your kids? Um, do you know I did? <laughs> and you know, all that nuts at candy and my daughter told me that she's three and she said, Nutella has nuts in it, mum. Oh no, so told off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They noticed. Um, yeah, so I think it, it's just working out what, being smart, how you can get the most carbs into your breakfast without, um, without feeling sick, feeling too full, mm-hmm. um, so you can perform on it. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right, and and it's yeah that hey that protein element, the yogurt on top, or, or something like that that yeah. that uh, will just because those things help you feel fuller, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and but then in terms of uh, so the protein helps you feel full, and obviously the the grainy or the 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 um, less refined carbohydrates yeah. will help you feel fuller as well. Yeah, so that's probably more training nutrition mm. or every day you want as yes. many whole grain carbohydrates, and the reason we want whole grain is because. That type of carb is so, it has so much in it, yep. and it, it really helps promote healthy gut health. Mm-hmm. It helps feed our good gut bacteria. It's full of fiber, which actually keeps us full and helps clean us out, which is amazing for weight loss. Yep. You know, it's filling up our stomach, and, you know, so that kind of whole grain is, you have to make a conscious effort to find it. It's not just always standing out at the breakfast aisle yes yeah, yeah it is quite hard to find those better versions of our normal foods if you like um, yeah, yeah. so in terms of porridge you'll find just normal oats at supermarket yes that's a healthy option but i encourage people to go the step further and find the steel steel cut oats or the whole grain oats which are just a little bit less refined and have more fiber and goodness in them. Yes, and yeah. nutrients, those micronutrients, the oil, there's oil for your car. Yeah, <laughs> good job, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, nice work, well thank you very much Marie. Well we've covered a whole bunch of different stuff from uh, from from being healthy to a bit of weight loss stuff through to what should I have afterwards, what should I have beforehand, thinking about during and, and what we not to have uh, food during as well. Is there any, just to sum up for you, is there, is there one or two key points that you're like, um, I need to make sure these guys sort of get this as a result of thinking about nutrition and, and being healthy and standing on the start line ready to go? Yeah, I think um, probably this early on is just focus on that base diet, making sure you're eating enough at your meals. Um, don't cut meals, don't 
don't go on a diet as such to, to go along with your training program, but just get some good habits in place and maybe get that sleep and that planning thing in place now so mm-hmm. that come closer to race day, you can really get into that race performance nutrition and get more out of those training sessions because yep. you've got the base for it. Perfect. To fuel it, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. Job done. Yep. I think we need a high five. Excellent. <laughs> well done. Thanks, Maroba. Thanks for having me. That was another great uh, interview, Richard. Um, and I must—I just want to take this little bit of time now for everybody throughout our podcast that have given us the time and the knowledge. Got to say a huge thank you. Yep. Without them, we can't share the help, share the knowledge. Absolutely, really um, good quality people. Uh, we've only had two so far, but um, I think we're doing all right. But we've got a nice little list in the bank there coming up yes, we have. Uh, to share with you all. Marewa was absolutely fabulous. Um, what was some of your or like your key takeaway from what she had to say? There's a lot that resonates with me. The, the whole weight loss uh, is a byproduct of healthy living. And I know myself when I went through that great transformation from uh, big Angus yeah. uh, to athlete Angus. Yeah. Racing um, Angus. <laughs> racing Angus. Diet was a huge contributor to that. And yes, initially there was a lot of sort of weight lossy type diet going on to try and get rid of some stuff. But what I actually found was is that I needed to eat more. The more I trained, the harder I worked. I actually needed to put that fuel back in. And then it was the case of actually I need to put the right fuel back in. And that was probably one of the big things. And Mareo talked about it there, the right clean foods, all of those basic things. And habits as well, eh? That was the other key thing she talked about. And that's a must Are you talking about my sugar habit? <laughs> Sleep, uh, stress, all those sorts of things as well are really key, aren't they? Absolutely key. Um, you know, the body's got to rest. So sleep is a really key thing. The yep. body really does. Yep. Uh, your eight hours a day or, or whatever you can get. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. Next time. Next time. So that's episode two, Rich. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> another bag. one in the bag. Yeah, uh, episode three. Yes, so we're going to mix it up again. We're going to talk to James Sincock, who's a physiotherapist, uh, works with a lot of people that are broken, but we work quite closely with him in terms of hoping or helping people not be broken. So one key thing that he does for us is checks out... Um, people that are just starting out exercise or maybe been doing a bit of stuff already to go okay how can we get you to the start line and still be in one piece at the start line yep and that's for everybody isn't it that's for uh, the newbie who is all of a sudden taking up running yep maybe maybe have been driving a desk and hey how do i get that started and not be broken down with a dodgy car correct and and again for the for the guys that are guys girls chasing the win they all have many a hour on the physio table absolutely and Dougal alluded to that a couple of podcasts ago as well so going to have a really uh, going to have a chat with James and um, see what he comes up with and we'll slide our way back into the race somewhere again yes exactly keep describing what that's about and giving you some uh, key things to think about as the race goes on excellent Richard Uh, another high five yep that's that's another high five in the bag Uh, tune in come back uh, same time same place done